The good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit have been doing two episodes a week um, for quite some time now, and it's all thanks to, first of all, Jason, and second of all, our patrons, who allow us to add the space on our server, broadcast more, store more, share more with you listeners. I'm envious of those of you who have unlimited storage and media server capabilities. We we pay for ours here at at the C4FAP. It ain't cheap. We thank you so much for those of you who go to patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit and contribute at any level to say thanks, to say I want to be a part of your Slack channel, conversations, I want to get exclusives, I want to get early access, I want to get ad-free access, I want to get swag, I want to get some free stuff. Whatever your reasoning is, we appreciate it at any level because it does make a difference. So from the bottom of Kyle and I and Jason's heart, thank you for contributing. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Drew and joining me today is Mike Myers. So I got a guest host. That means Kyle's out and about. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Going pretty the good. Six man coming the off six, the bench. The six man coming off the bench. Got his own t-shirt. He's done it so That's long. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, first off the top, man, I wanted to thank you on behalf of Jason and myself for setting up the, uh, help setting up the Andrew, Andrew Peepoy interview. Uh, oh, yeah. that, was, that was a nice get for us. Uh, he's a really great artist, so it was nice oh, of him. Oh, he's fantastic. He, he, he's a friend, and I interviewed him last time for his Kickstarter, but I don't like to do interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't like it. And I know I know Jason, that's like Jason's thing, so yeah, he, 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 he gets excited about it. and He loves it. He does the, he does the, the research and the yeah. prep work. He read he he'll read like five or six of the guy's comics leading up to the interview and you know and and prep and re- listen to other interviews to prep. He he does yeah, a great job. Yeah. We, we See, that's him. the stuff I don't want to do. I don't want to do that either. I'm, I don't I'm like, like to you. work. I don't like to work. I mean that's if podcasting feels like work, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to do I it. I ain't doing I'll, it. I'll, like like when I, I did the first interview with Peepoy it was more like a casual friend talk. Cause he's like a friend of mine. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's easy for me to talk to a friend than it is to talk to like a creator. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He did good. I listened to the episode. It was really good. He did. He did it justice. And I thought he would, I, I, I pass him all the interviews I get and I, and I say, don't feel obligated, you know? Right. Right. Um, I, I personally, I don't know why people get the impression that I'm going to do <laughs> an interview. I like, I, I don't know how they find me and then say, Oh, you want to do an interview? But, like, cause I, they obviously like, don't listen to, they my don't show. listen to the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. I get some interesting uh, partnership offers that way too. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know that I'm well, like the I best passed, spokesman uh, for tampons, but all right. <laughs> I passed the white savior guys over to him too. Okay, cool. Yeah, very cool. They, they they seemed really interesting, and <laughs> interesting enough, they had listened to my podcast, but I guess they didn't realize I didn't do any interviews. Yeah, he, he's talking for four hours. He's got to have some interviews thrown in there. 
<laughs> Nobody could talk for four hours. It's not, well, the it's only possible. time that we would do stuff like that was DC Noise, and that was because one of our co-hosts was always drunk, and he'd like dial in creators. <laughs> it was just like nuts. So, so he just got he had their numbers. Well, he had their Skype, and he knew them, and he would say, "Come on!" And like one one regular was Robert Atkins. He he'd come on a lot. Um, but we had like Drew Moss and we, we had several, um, the guy who, um, God, I can't think of his name right now. We, we've had so many different creators. It's not a bit funny. <laughs> we were even drawn into a comic. Oh um, yeah. I think I heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, a Marvel comic called castle, which was based on the TV show. Yeah. What up? Would you remember the the issue number? I don't remember the issue. <laughs> I have pictures of it somewhere, but <laughs> you don't even own it. I do own it. Oh, I okay. bought I bought the issue. I just don't know which one it is. I was like, that's a man. You're drawn into so many comics that you just get bored and you don't even buy the comics anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've been drawn into a lot of web comics, but this was my first like comic comic. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Oh, we got a couple of uh, listener questions that get sent in. Um, Thomas J wants to encourage his kids to read comics, and he's asking where should new comic readers start? Um, Do they like I, to read? <laughs> I mean, to, just... I, it, if they, it just depends. Like, if they like... Like if they already have a druther, so if they're already like a Marvel or a DC kid already from what you've laid around and they've picked up, I think you can't go wrong with an unlimited subscription. Oh, uh, yeah. Either one of those and just let them just explore and have fun and find stuff they like without a lot of cost involved. Um, And then, of course, you know, local library let them let them just take whatever they want out of there give them get them the on the hoopla app um so yeah they, once they once they see that they're interested yeah then then you can start going physical if, you, yeah. if that's what they want you know uh because but, the next step is more of a challenge <laughs> is getting them to a comic shop getting them to pre-order getting them on a pull list yeah, uh, that sort of stuff. Is the more the of a way chance. I the way I would bring them in, um, this is just me, just because I know how a kid today's brain works. I would take them to into the Spider Verse and say, "Do you like that? You know, they came from here," <laughs> and then show them like where they came from, and see if they like reading about them on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I, I think. I think our generation started reading because that was fun. Like reading comics was like a fun thing to do. And we didn't have a lot of TV. We had four stations. If that, if that, yeah. Yeah. And that includes PBS. (laughs) So, so it was like, you, you're either outside playing, watching TV or, or reading comics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it was a viable option. You, you weren't yeah. gonna get you weren't gonna get to go to the 
You didn't have streaming. You didn't. You couldn't just dial up whatever you wanted. You didn't have video games. On demand. Yeah. You didn't have on demand. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, so that comics were just definitely a much much more viable option. But I still Cartoons, think cartoons. I would wake up in six a.m. and just watch <laughs> stare at them. The, stare at color the, the... bars for a while and. <laughs> And then wait till uh, Dudley Do Right started. <laughs> you want you'd watch the early stuff. I would watch all the early stuff, and the early stuff was usually uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and Dudley yeah. Do Right and stuff like that. And then it would it would cut into like the regular programming. Yeah, exactly. I I do remember those days, and uh, it was it was kind of cool. I mean, it was pretty cool for me to uh, my Saturday mornings were pretty blocked out. With that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, re- I remember used to get so excited for the fall TV guide. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Harley, Harley's even excited. Did, did Harley used to circle? Yeah, she's uh, to try? Harley's uh, getting senile. She can't hear now. <laughs> she's getting really old. Like it takes us about an hour to for her to walk about a, a mile and a half, and it used to be fast. And now she just like. She'll have these things where she just barks for no reason. How old is old? She's 13. 13. And what kind of dog? She's a pet bull Great Dane. She looks more pet bull, but she's really long. And she has, like, her back legs don't look like a pet bull's back legs. She's got Great Dane in her. It's an unusual breed. That is, yeah. I have um, a six-year-old that is Chihuahua and Labrador and Terrier. <laughs> we did the little wow. DNA test. And, oh, uh, and a little bit of everything, huh? There's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, Chihuahua's the big one, but she doesn't look like a Chihuahua, really. Um, so, so somebody was taking advantage of her mother, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or, the other, or the other way around. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love my little puppy. Yeah, Gosh, I love mine anymore. too. And it's it's hard when they get older because their joints and stuff, you know, they don't move like they used to. I mean, I haven't I haven't lost a pet for well, I lost a cat. I lost one of my cats yeah. a few years ago, and it's it is rough, man. It is rough. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, we oh. lost our first two pet bulls. And it was rough. I didn't think I was gonna get one another one for a while, and but I'm glad I did. And I, I, it never gets easier. That's the weird thing. Yeah. You know, you you think you're you're you'll adapt and you you won't, but the animals are like my kids because I don't have kids, so they're like you know. That's. It, I have a friend who has uh, like parrots and macaws. Those are his yeah. pets. Which all live to be like 150 or whatever. Oh so yeah, those big all ones out, grow. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in his they're in his will for when he dies. Who's going to get them and be, so they can they can be continue to be cared for because they they will they will outlive him. They're his babies, yeah. Yeah, and so that's kind of an interesting way to do it is to find a pet that will outlive you so you don't have to lose it. Yeah, that's true. But you know who wants a turtle or a freaking parrot? <laughs> I like I like birds a lot. Like we we have a bird feeder outside, so like 
growing up, I grew up with parakeets and believe it or not, those small birds are incredibly smart. Um, we used to play hide and seek with one of them. He huh. was like a, a blue parakeet and we, you could yell his name like Hoser and he'd find you. The My only thing about had parakeets. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think anybody had, had birds. Yeah. They would like land on you, you know, and this one would moonwalk and it had a, a huge personality and all the birds were pretty smart because we had like, I don't know, five different parakeets. But uh, a matter of fact, when we moved to Colorado, we found one landed on me when I was mowing the grass. And I was like, this is like a weird thing, right? Because I've had parakeets and one just land on me. And I was going to keep it, but we found out who it belonged to. Um, gave it back. So this was when you were young growing up, you guys had parakeets in the house. Yeah, yeah. And would it like talk to you and sing? No, they 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 would they would whisper, but I mean yeah. like whisper. They would chirp and stuff chirp, like that. Chirp, and, chirp, yeah. Yeah. Cuz little the, ones don't they, talk. they they would not um you could kind of say like like he would say his name, at least one of them would. Like he would try to do like a hoser, <laughs> but uh, he, he it, it's not like a parrot, you know, like or a mockingbird or something that could like sort of talk. But they're they're pretty cool pets. Like I could see why he's he's attached to birds. Um, and so Thomas said, um, what are the biggest barriers to entry for new comic readers? Technology. They'd rather be doing something. So the barriers are distractions, you're saying? Distractions, yeah. Other choices. Well, there, yeah, it's other choices. It's would I rather read, read or would I rather see it? Yeah. Or, ra- or play it, you know, yeah. like a video game. And that's that's what usually wins in most kids, I, I think. If we grew up with that, I think I, my life would be very different. I, re- I really do. Because comics think, were, think were um, there were much choices like technology wise. You don't think you would have uh, been the comic reader you are today? Oh, definitely not. I'd probably be retired because <laughs> I wouldn't be spending so much on comics. <laughs> that's that's the only thing holding you back is your com- your comic addiction. P- pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. That's hilarious. You could go cold turkey and just do the apps. Yeah, I could. But I would have had to do it for, I don't know. I'd have to go back 10 years and say I was going to oh. stop. Yeah. Oh. And then save that money. Yeah. Gotcha. Or invest it. Yeah. Uh, L wants to know where we stand on digital necromancy, necromancy, which is, I had to, I had to look this up. I had to look this up. Um, it's when an actor or artist of some sort dies and you use the computers and AI to, to continue like making movies or music or whatever with those people after they're dead. Well, that's an interesting term because I would have like necromancy's not, I don't, I don't know where the, where that comes from, but it's interesting that they have something for that. <laughs> yeah yeah so like uh you know when 
somebody dies during filming, but you got to finish the scene and you just use the stuff that's in the can. I'm good so. with it like that. I think it's it's well you know if it's well done enough, and I I know they do it they do it with like Tom Cruise because <laughs> they de-age the actors. With yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, is there, there's a difference I guess between de-aging and digital necromancy because they're still necromancy because they're still yeah, doing they're acting. still alive they're still there they're still, but like with harrison ford he's he's obviously edited <laughs> yeah but 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 yeah uh carrie fisher is an example of yeah of yeah. one of them for sure because they they finished the film and i'm i'm okay with them finishing the film and doing whatever they need to do they they did uh peter o'toole too um in one let's of the let's shows. say you've got somebody like nicholas cage who's done like a couple hundred movies right? have you seen flash yet i still haven't seen it now oh, okay um well, i heard good things i've heard good things um so you've got somebody like nicholas cage done a couple hundred movies you've got most all, all the dialogue you would need. You've got, you know, his mannerisms, the way he acts. You've got to put that in the database and then you do create a new movie after he dies. With I don't I don't like the game. AI aspect of it at all. Yeah, I, I just don't like. I don't like that they could do that without the actor's permission. <laughs> I, I could see if he signs something prior to that. Or his heirs? You know, what about his or heirs? His, or, or well, yeah, or somebody. As long as it goes to them, you know, I yeah. If 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 they're doing it illegally and like like some of the stuff on YouTube where they're they're feeding two artists into an AI and doing a blend of a song, I I hate that. Like I don't want that. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. What do you think about AI comics? the art or the writing or if they use, if they use AI to do either or both. Well, I I've seen like digital art. I've never seen any AI art. Cause the, the like I, I bought this comic called shark of war at heroes con and it was all digital. The guy was an engineer and he didn't know how to draw. So he, he created the images Right, that's AI. Yeah, well, he's if he didn't draw soft, them. He didn't draw them. A- AI to me is more like when you take images and you didn't didn't draw them on the computer at all. Like you you take images and use AI to learn those images. And art- artificial intelligence is basically training like a neural net of some sort, and then. Uh, on lots of data and then letting it generate something for you. That's well, to I, me, AI. If, well, if somebody just goes to poser, like to draw something that, that to me is just a, another form of art just done digitally. Right. But I could, I can say, you know, I can prompt an AI and say, um, show me a, um, superhero, uh, he's he's wearing 
black jeans and a red cap and he's jumping from one building to the other and there's a thief over there that he's getting ready to kick in the face yeah and, but the ai already has that data do you see what i'm saying right but i'm not feeding them any images to distort they're just creating that from the world of images exactly but that's that's that what you're describing is ai I, yes to me like when you use poser and you're drawing something right. digitally that's something very different than going comma delimited using the chat ai or whatever they call right. it right that that that's different that okay. ai feeding that is kind of stealing a bunch of images and merging it then would you feel the same about if they use writing from ai so if they yes, say it's, like that's most i mean they've busted somebody at my wife's work for d- doing a resume that was ai they they sort of fed the same thing and got almost the exact resume it was it was crazy there there are people already doing that so i i, I don't i, I, I don't, don't like know. it i i actually used to train neural nets so like i know how it's done but back when it was done then you would have to have like an entire beowulf cluster of of servers to to store all this data and learn from it and categorize it and now people are able to do it on their phone <laughs> so it's it's, it's changed it's, it's changed dramatically yeah that's crazy i don't know how i feel man i don't know i don't I think, like it i, I, I mean, was hoping i was hoping to avoid it in my lifetime because it gets creepily dangerous like it's just not in terms great. by identity <laughs> theft and all kinds of stuff yeah and also taking images of you off of social media and using it to generate something yeah yeah I and then did. and then having to prove that it wasn't you yeah <laughs> I, I i have done that i've uh done a couple of things where i've uploaded my was stupid now that i think about it but i uploaded like a bunch of selfies and then had ai generate it as in different poses and as different like superheroes and stuff and as me and i was like Oh, that was that was fun, ha ha ha! And then later you find out, a couple of years later you find out, oh wait, now they're just that's all in a data bank now. Somewhere. Well, people, yeah, are, well, I'm going to show up now somewhere. It, yeah, it's actually it's it's fun when you think about it in harmless terms, but when you think about it, how somebody can steal identity theft and stuff now, it's not so fun anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, less fun. Much less fun. Less lo- less fun for sure. Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our twitters our facebooks check out our youtube page you can email us you can listen to our podcasts on patreon if you're a subscriber on apple podcasts spotify on podbean we have google podcasts on there we have an amazon wish list you want to buy kyle and i something fine 
you can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need. Thanks. Back to the show. All right. Well, let's go into happy fun stuff and let's look at July's DC Connect. These are books that are coming out in September. So we got this from the good folks over at Lunar. I got my physical copies and thanks to Eric. He said he he had IM'd me and said, "Hey, wow, the, the DC Connects have two different covers." Yeah. For the very first time. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And did you see that Lunar is now publishing an image catalog? I did see it. I was I was surprised to see it. I I didn't think it was happening so soon. Not so fast. Yeah, they they've they had this in the pipes for a while. Yeah. But you remember I, that? But I guess I guess they announced September, and this is for September, so. <laughs> Yeah. It just seems like September is so far away. It does. And do you remember when the Image had that, what was that magazine that they had for a year? Image Plus. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I love that. I love that book. And so I wonder if it's going to be, it's probably not going to be like that. It's probably just going to be a catalog. Yeah, that's just the catalog. I already thumbed through it. Oh, okay, cool. The interesting thing is, you know how Lunar has that and then they have the independent stuff image yeah. shows up in both of them yeah so it, you can either read the image uh specific one or you can go into the independent one and see their stuff there as well yeah that's cool that they're they're giving image a little and you can see extra. it in preview so <laughs> get it in three places well, for now we'll see Oh yeah, for now I don't. We'll see where they end up. I'll be curious to see what what previews does with them when it cuts over. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Is it going to be a Penguin Random House situation where they can still offer it? Yeah, they can still buy it, but they're they're not um, distributors; they're wholesalers. Yeah, like they are with Penguin Random House. Yes. With yeah, and same same thing with Marvel. Same situation. But I, but I imagine they get it early so they can give it to comic stores. Um, Maybe. I would think so. I mean, yeah, they, they, they'd have to get it a little early, but mm-hmm. I mean, as, as Eric mentions, you know, Diamond is always the slowest to get your, your comics, your new comics. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that they distribute. Yep. Hey, man, uh, September 16th is Batman Day. I did not know that. Um, so there's lots of fun stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Batman Catwoman prelude to Gotham War. We get a Batman and Joker deadly duo. Uh, a Batman 608. Batman Day Special Edition, Batman 89, uh, and a Gargoyle of Gotham number one. So those are kind of fun. 
Uh, well, some I of those are cheap. The, some are not. The, bo- the bottom three are. It looks like Batman 608 Special Edition is going to be 9.99 foil. Batman 89 is like a bundle. No, it's it's, it's a, a hard hardcover hard of the whole thing. So yeah. that's going to cost you. And then 6.99 for the Gargoyle of Gotham. I think that's exclusive though, because this is Raphael Grandpa doing everything. Yeah. That, everything, everything else is a reprint. But the the Expo, first two uh, not, the first two are cheap not, giveaways. Yeah, those are bundles to give away. I, the the one on the left is probably new material because it's like a prelude into that looks like the event. Would be, yeah, that would be yeah. New. So that one would be, be new material. The Mark Silvestri one is reprint. Yeah, given uh, and then new, everything new else readers. is reprint. But I think Gargoyle of Gotham is going to be yeah never be seen rogues rogues gallery. He's yeah, an interesting cool. artist too. Yeah, I like him. Uh, for for like a gothic setting, I, it should be interesting. So we're sliding into the Batman Catwoman Gotham War Part One, and this is Chip, Zdarsky, and Teeny Howard teaming up to do the writing. With Mike Hawthorne and Andriana De Benedetto on art. Um, Pages look really nice. Yeah, it looks pretty good, man. Interiors. I, I like it. This is coming off of Night Terror's event, which was a nice, tidy two-month event. We'll see how it how well it does. I haven't re- read any of them yet. Well, I think I read some preludes already um, and maybe the first one. What's been, how much is out already? Just not very much, right? Just the first uh, just the pre, the just the prelude, prelude thing. Yeah. So yeah, I I enjoyed that. We'll see how the rest of it goes, um, and then we'll go right back into this kind of thing that they're doing, this Gotham War. Yeah, it should be pretty good. And then the Red Hood gets a Gotham War as well with Matt Rosenberg. The artist yeah. seems so different. Like, I don't know Mike Hoth- Hawthorne or Adriano de Benedito. Yeah, and on Red Hood. Or Nicola Sismet. Yeah. I can't even pronounce it. But, uh, what. Just just going to Heroes Con and talking to artists that are big and stuff, it it, it sounds like they don't want to work for what they're offered. In other words, they're dropping salaries and stuff. So it's like I used to make this and now, I, you know, this is a ridiculous. I'd rather do a Kickstarter kind of thing. So I I I, th- I think that's why we're seeing so many artists that. We've never heard of. And have you noticed a drop off in quality? Not really. <laughs> I, I don't know where they're getting these guys from, but they're pretty good. They're yeah. really good. Um, and, and maybe it's like a case of uh, these guys are hungry for work. Like they, maybe they really want to work in comics and they're giving it their A game. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, 
definitely would if I didn't have to like pay bills and stuff. <laughs> the thing crazy. I've liked at least in most of these new artists is it doesn't look digital. It still looks like it's drawn. Yes. It it still doesn't look like it's inked because it's it's almost like they draw it and then the color artist takes over now. You you notice like the the line work for sure because an an inker you can I never really paid when I was a kid never paid attention to the inker it was just art right but as you get older and you see what an inker does it's it's pretty dramatic so inkers are kind of a big deal but they they just not a lot of inkers anymore that's why Andrew Peepoy I think is doing a lot of uh, his own work in Kickstarters and stuff because he was a big inker. Uh, and, and by, by the interview, he was, you know, saying that it wasn't necessarily his choice. It's what he fell into with fables and everything else, the Simpsons and everything else he drew. Yeah. I like, yep. um, I like the, uh, the Batman cover part two. That's really great for 137. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, David Nakayama cover there for Cat 157. That looks great. And that's yeah, art by really behind in Catwoman. I got to start I got to start reading that again. That's what happens when you uh, are a mood reader. It does, but I've been reading I'm caught up on a couple of titles in DC. It's not not all of them. Now Josh Williamson and Simone DeMeo are doing relaunching Batman and Robin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. That looks good too. See, art. see, art to me, this is just me, and I can't verify it. But uh, Art Germ to me looks very digital. Oh sure, he definitely he, is. It it looks like an anime cell drawn over yeah to me <clears throat> yeah i um i can i i mean i still i still he still catches my eye but i wouldn't want to read a comic that he did yeah oh exactly like if it's a static um cover it looks amazing but if it was doing sequential art i'm not sure it I'm would not work sure it would work Oh, and then we're getting a relaunch of Birds of Prey with Kelly Thompson and Leonardo Romero, another another name that I don't know. Um, very cool. I guess we should know. It says Leonardo Romero has done some Batman. Yeah. It looks it looks fine. Look at that yeah, big I like double page it. spread. I... That's great. It's a it's a nice uh, photo, not 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 photo, but a realistic uh, approach to art. Yeah. Like it's not normally you might see like a Kelly Thompson with uh, somebody more with a cartoonish art style, but uh, this looks pretty detailed. And if you look at that. I don't know what this bottom panel is, but that looks amazing. That double page spread, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. Really, it's a little busy, but um, 
it's a little busy but very imaginative yeah showing like motion showing this battle that's taking place on all over the place yeah looks really good and this one features uh batgirl the the silent one and um black canary harlequin zealot which is interesting from wildcats and uh big barda yeah so quite a team yeah i'll definitely read it uh penguin gets its second issue that's tom king and rafael de la tour um pretty solid team there not saving any money on those two mm-hmm and then uh he's my favorite batman villain <laughs> penguin is oh yeah i love yeah. him yeah he's just so he, he's like batman's lex luthor because he's usually playing outside of where he gets busted yeah and he he's not he's not crazy like every, like he doesn't go to arkham he goes to blackgate if he ever goes to prison but he's usually outside and he's usually free guess his, his iceberg death, lounge, death, his, guess his death did not um uh stick yeah <laughs> we knew it wouldn't have you seen titans yet the uh, tv show i watched the first two seasons maybe oh so you missed the the third season which is yeah. lazarus pits oh cool <laughs> brave the bold is a nice looking um team as well with tom king ed brisson rob williams mike mitch jareds jeff spoke stefano lindini and jorge fornez quite a crew there detective yeah, i'm looking forward to the, reading the first one i haven't I, read it yet i'm excited about that one too detective is still rom v i thought for sure they would have rotated somebody else in on this by now i mean he's doing okay uh, there's nothing wrong with it but it's I think it's he's he's doing a real good job, but I don't think he does a real good job for a monthly. Like if you read these like issue by issue, it's a it's a little rough. Yeah. But if you read it like five issues in a stack, it yeah. it reads really well. Which I so, hate. So um, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. It, it just <laughs> depends on who your audience is. For me, it works okay because I usually read them like that. Right. I read them like a trade, even though I got the singles. Like, like Nightwing, usually packs uh, with Tom Taylor and Br- Bruno Redondo. Usually packs a a great single issue experience. You do not have to save them up to be able to enjoy it. They're pretty solid each and every issue, which is what yeah. I like. Harley Quinn fell off that, but but I do like to look at the Sweeney Boo art. She's pretty good. There's a new villain coming into uh, Poison Ivy with the 14th issue, G. Willow Wilson and Marcia Takara. It'll be fun. It doesn't say who it is, does it? Well, it's new. Yeah, it says new villain alert, which is at least a good thing to say. Yeah. If if you're a specu- speculator, right? Right. want to know that stuff. They gave you a heads up on Spider-Boy. I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman by Tom King. I think it's going to be really good. 
Yeah, and Daniel Sampierart, I like him a lot. So L- look at it. It looks amazing. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what his take is, and um, I haven't given Wonder Woman enough um of enough shots. Um, so I I'd, I'd check them out every once in a while when Joel Jones was on it or something, and uh, but I I don't stick around usually. So I'm gonna, I'm excited about this. Maybe maybe this will be the one that hooks me. The Flash is size superior and Mike Diodato Jr. an interesting pair. <laughs> that um, should be fun. Yeah, this Cy Spurrier, I'm not too crazy about his superhero stuff, but man, he he wrote one hell of an action um, annual. Oh, okay. It, it was amazing, man. I was in tears after reading that. It was so good. So, like, my hopes for this are a lot better because of what he did in that Superman annual. Flash is one of your favorites, isn't it? He is. Um, he, he, he always will be. It'll be interesting to see. the The interiors look fantastic. I mean, look at those speed lines. It looks amazing. Where the kids running? Oh man. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good, right? Diodato is sort is an interesting artist. Like he, he he's very versatile. I mean, I, I'm really curious. Really inventive. Yeah. Because he's been drawing a lot of like realistic stuff for AWA for a long time. And now that AWA is kind of scaling back, it's like he's looking for more work, I think, and yeah. planted himself here. Well, you know what? AWA, um, they sure gave it a good, a heck of a try. They had a lot of great content for a l- solid couple of years with lots of fun, creative teams together and told some great stories. So, Well, they're not out of the game. I mean, they still have like four books coming out in the next month so right but i i um, obviously they haven't been as successful as they wanted yeah it's kind of too bad that's unfortunate over overcrowded market and if you're an independent publisher man it's hard to strike gold they they just need i i guess a a break Uh, they need a successful tv show or movie to Put them in the in the black, I guess. The game, yeah, yeah that's too because bad. then pe- people will look at it from a spec per, you know, speculation purpose anyway. Um, we got a Power Girl uh, series launching. Um, looks like an ongoing uh, with Leah Williams and Eduardo Pensica and Julio Ferreira with a Gary Frank cover. And I'm trying to zoom in on this one in 25 that has like a hundred Power Girls on it, on the cover, but it's all blurry. Yeah, that one looks pretty good. I I do like that one. I would if it wasn't a uh, a variant one in 25, I would get it. Yeah, me too. I mean, as I, I would buy two copies, I I definitely buy this Gary, Gary Frank cover for sure. And then this this variant cover. If if it's not too expensive, and they have it, I might consider it. Yeah. But I don't like to pay twenty five dollars for a cover. Like I, you see that a lot in the hot books, and then you see 
in the hot 10 in the hot 20 it's like big deal like it sold 55 copies at 12 dollars. i was like who cares like <laughs> right it costed you more to buy that in some instances <laughs> yeah unless you're going to midtown yeah where they probably sell it for 750 or something you know you're gonna you're gonna break even or lose money with yeah. most small shops you're not gonna get a, a great deal for a one in 25 that's why i'm in your I'm in your camp with the ratio variance for s- speculation picks. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. They're, they're, they're just a ridiculous. They're like a, uh, okay, yes, it's a, it's going to be rare and it's going to be hot. But that's, you could say that about every spec book. I mean, like yeah. every ratio variant because yeah. there's a lot less <laughs> of them. Yeah, because so you can just pick a one in 100 every time. That'll yeah. do well. Yeah, it'll probably do well. Yeah, because it's one in one hundred. Because it's got billion scarcity. Stupid. Yeah. That's where I was at. I was the same way. But I'm gonna let Kyle off the off the leash. He's gonna do what he wants. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna micromanage him anymore. No, what you need to hold him to it is he has to buy it. Yeah. He's got. Okay. Here's the rule that you make for him. If you're gonna preach that, you better put that in your order form. Yeah, yeah. You gotta t- <laughs> you if you're gonna say, talk the talk, you gotta walk the walk. If you're gonna walk. talk the talk, walk the walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. You can quote a, me on that. <laughs> we'll put that in the C4 fat bylaws. That's right. <laughs> um, you're fire. allowed. You're allowed to pick it if you buy it. <laughs> yes. That's the rule, and that well, that'll shut him up. <laughs> And uh, you, you're the moderator because you you guys buy same off the same account, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll see it. <laughs> uh, Fire and ice. Welcome to Smallville number one. Uh, this is uh, this is it's a six issue series uh, by Joanne Starer or Starer and Natasha Bustos. Um, so we got to spend some time with uh, Ice in that last Tom King book, um, Human Target. And that was a great, fire great version, too, right? A little bit more ice yeah. than fire, um, but we got a great version of ice in that. And um, this is a great book all around. Well, so I love that, that variant one one in twenty five, Kevin McGuire, like yeah, Justice League International. <laughs> it does looks old school, doesn't it? Yeah, with my old eyes, I can't. Oh, it's it, she's saying, is it just us? Fire. It's like the old it, guy Gardner, it, right? It, it's like no, it's like the pose of, you know how Justice League launched Justice League International and then Justice League Europe with with all the members, yeah, looking looking up, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, that they're they're kind of doing the same, but they're like, where is everybody? <laughs> is it just us? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and then I like the logo on it too because it's Justice League, Justice League International logo. Yeah, I really exactly. like that. But that fire is like looks like Guy Gardner from that JLI book. Like that's how he had his arms crossed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guy has his arms crossed a lot because that's true. <laughs> it's a it's a sign of uh, resistance. Like at least they say that if you go into a meeting, have yeah. your arms crossed. It's 
means you're there to fight. <laughs> or you're just tired. Yeah. And you want to retire. That's right. <laughs> you just want a nap. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle, a new Blue Beetle with Josh Trio and Adrian Gutierrez. Um, this is going to be close to when the movie comes out, right? Or Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hopefully it won't flop like the last two. Yeah. I like that kid, too, the guy who's playing Blue Beetle that, that's in the um, Cobra Kai series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll be great. Uh, this Green one Man. I'm looking forward to the most okay <laughs> because i love john stewart and uh it's got a new villain alert and it's by philip kennedy johnson and yeah. i love philip kennedy johnson i haven't read his hulk yet but everything he's done with superman and that fantasy book that came out from dc i can't remember its name i i god i like this guy a lot and i hope i hope he does really good things with john is it okay that Punisher has a war journal and Green Lantern has a war journal. Is that okay? Sure, because he was a Marine. Okay. okay I mean, so uh, the, the things that you know, like you, you learn about all the different Green Lanterns and personalities. Uh, John John was a Marine, and uh, he also was is an architect. That's what makes him like able to craft a lot of stuff with his rings that the others can't, because he can imagine architecture and stuff like that Mm. kyle is the artist and he has an imagination of art and then hal is supposedly the bravest of them um of all the green lanterns guy is sort of just like a temperamental dude but he wasn't always that way the ring was supposed to choose him instead of uh hal um and, and if you read his silver age stuff he wasn't he wasn't like he was in Justice League International. I mean, that's where I first discovered Guy Gardner was Justice League International, and I loved him. Well, I that's because great. that's when he kicked. Like that—that's when everybody clicked with him. Like he, early issues, mm-hmm. he didn't click, or we would have seen more of him. Yeah, uh, people were attached to him because of his snarkiness and because he took ice to a porno movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I still remember that issue. It was it was it was absolutely insane. He he finally gets her to go to a movie, and he take he doesn't know any better. It, it's I think kind of was a taxi driver. Taxi driver did the same thing. It's it's almost like his personality. He didn't know it was wrong. <laughs> he's he's a trip. But uh, John is also experienced a lot of things that all the other green lanterns have and he he actually witnessed the destruction of an entire world and it was his fault in a cosmic odyssey and then later on he was put on a world that was called mosaic and the reason it was called mosaic is because just a little sliver of earth was on this planet but all these other alien races and everybody hated one another, and he was kind of like the cop trying to keep peace amongst everybody else that was trying to annihilate each other. Um, 
he he's he's a fascinating uh, Green Lantern to me. He's one of my favorites, and that's that's before he became popular in the animated series. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, he's. That's interesting. I didn't realize that uh, he was that one of your favorites like that. Yeah, you probably didn't realize Penguin was my favorite villain either. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I was always a How guy. Boring, but that's what I was. I was always always a How guy. I was a How guy when he was it. (laughs) And then when they when they brought in their Horizons when Wally came, and Kyle. Kyle is still one of my favorites just because he's the most human of them all. Like he's, he's the one that you'll experience emotions through. He's like your Peter Parker, your Marvel character. But, um, yeah, I'm a, a Kyle and, uh, Wally fan, even though I grew up with Barry and Hal. So Green Lantern number three is Jeremy Adams and Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, that That's what's interesting is he's doing a John Stewart story that's leading into this ongoing. Uh-huh. He's spread thin. He's all over the place. Yeah, he got a Doc Shaner uh, variant, too. I like him a lot. He's yeah. got like a Silver Age, Golden Age sensibility to his art yeah, style. he's great. That's a great cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shazam, the new Mark Wade Shazam, might, might, might take a chance and take a look at that one. The Tom Taylor Titans, I think I've read that first issue. I don't think I've read the second one yet. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a great first issue. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Cyborg number three. I that was a I, I like that comic. It was I thought it was a good first issue as well. I haven't haven't read that one yet, so it's still sitting there. It's an interesting art style. I would like to, to see if you like it or not. I like it a lot. It, it's very unique to me. Josh Williamson on Superman. He's on issue six. And then again, Philip Kennedy Johnson on action. Yeah. With Dan Jurgens and uh, Madeleine Visaggio. Visaggio. Haven't seen her in a while, so. No. I was thinking she got blackballed or something. I hadn't seen her forever. Yeah. Last time I saw her was independent. Yeah. Josh Williamson also doing Green Arrow with uh, Sean as Oxy. Only read that first issue. It was fine. Hawk Girl number three. Kendra battles the Court of Owls and Talons in Gotham City. Should be interesting. Always fun. Bring Batman in. Uh, written by Jadzia Axelrod and Amon K. Haulupan. It's crazy though. Look at look at all the teams. Like other than the Superman books, there's a lot of artists we haven't really seen. No, a lot of right. Yeah.
we have Superboy, Man of, Man of Tomorrow. This is really interesting if you're into the clone type of Superboy because he's sort of in space. He was when the family came together, he was like, well, what do you want me to do? I want I want to do good things. And it's like, oh, we already got this taken care of. We got this taken care of. And then he starts, well, I'll go to the Justice League and see if I can take something globally. And somebody was already taking care of other things. And he's like, well, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to just go into space. And they ended up, he ends up running into these uh, Cometeers guys who are clones created by the Dominators. It, it's it's really pretty cool. And then um, Steelworks, I haven't read yet, but it's by uh, Michael Dorn of uh, Star Trek. And Sammy Basari is, he actually worked on the old Steel comic book, so it should be good. Unstoppable Doom Patrol number six by Dennis Culver and Chris Burnham. I do like Chris um, Burnham. Oh man. I've heard nothing but great things in on this thing because it's very uh a lot of callbacks to the old Silver Age villains and such. It even has General Immortus, who's their first villain. So it should be cool. Ghouls just want to have fun, number one. By Cindy uh, Lauper. Is this uh, one of the quarterly $9 books? Yeah. These must do well. They just keep throwing them out there. I think it's a way to uh, put a lot of new people. I think this is their trial book. Where they like throw a lot of people that you haven't seen before. Just in the I mean, anthology. Yeah. I mean, the there, sure enough, there are some names in here. It, it, you have Adam Goldberg uh, writing something from the Goldbergs, the writer. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it is a, it, a good way to give unknowns chance to, though. Yeah. You're right. The only name there I recognize is John Arcudi uh, in terms of writers. On the art, it's a little different. They have some veterans in there, like Sean McManus and Dexter Soy, Tyler Crook, Javier Rodriguez. Yeah, I'd be it's curious. got a question story, if you're a question fan like me, uh, of Mary Marvel and Dr. Psycho. Uh, Doctor Psycho, such a great Wonder Woman villain. He's 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 one of my favorites. I'm curious when all these people, these new writers, come in. I mean, they all write in full script. They write in what Marvel method? Do they talk to their artists first to see what their preferences are, or they just do their stories and then give them to the artists, and then that's that? I would think they do their stories, give them to the artist, and then do the dialogue, but. I, I don't know for sure. Well, here's it would that be ga- interesting. Here's that Gargoyle of Gotham, uh, mm-hmm. which looks like a pretty big deal. It's four four issues, 48 pages, or seven bucks a piece. 
all cardstock. And that <laughs> looks like Batman's taking his shit on the, the noir <laughs> edition. I don't know what he's doing. I don't like that cover at all. <laughs> I, I like it because it's so him. That's <laughs> that's uh, Grandpa. Like even when he was doing Bloodshot covers for Valiant, it, it was insane. His his art style is just insane. And his poses are very different. I love I love the you know, there's there a few in like four pages in here. Those look great. Uh huh. I love it. I think they're gonna. His art is uh you either like it or you don't though. It's very uh stylistic. Yeah, who was the guy that was originally on that Tim Drake Robin? Oh Ross- um God dang, I should know that. That guy was, I I really grew on me. You you really liked him. Uh, oh my that god. That first he, issue he, I was he's like the what guy the that hell? Did, Rico uh, Rossi, right? Im- yeah, Riley Rossimo. Riley Rossimo. Yeah, the guy who did proof for image. And green, green something. Like he did a lot of image books before he ever yeah. came to DC. And then he was on Harlequin, which is his art style seems a little more for Harlequin, just because of the way it's drawn. I mean, and the kind of character she is. But man, uh, his the way he drew the pier and. All of this, the characters that were on the Gotham Pier and the way the boats were done, and oh, I just loved it. It looked it looked like its own world. <laughs> it really grew on me. The yeah, first it, issue, it the first two issues were a little. Uh, once once I got captured in the story and and started to like his art, I was very upset when he left. <laughs> It reminded me of like Batman Beyond art. Where it was like yeah. really, really too, everybody was too skinny and angular and they didn't seem like they were proportionally correct to me. Oh, and no, it, they it, weren't. That's what I loved about it because Gotham me. to me is a bunch of weird people. Yeah. And it the people that would live on the pier on all these boats and just live on those boats. God, he just drew him so well. I think I always wanted to have a houseboat. I thought it'd be pretty cool. To live on a boat? Yeah. I wouldn't want to. No. Well, I I just know so many people that have been on boats for long periods of time that ended up having that equilibrium problem. Have you heard about that? Oh, no, I have not. Yeah, it's it's basically you come back and it for, for, I don't know, it could last months you feel like you're floating, like you're, you're on water. Yeah. Like you're not on steady ground. <laughs> that doesn't seem too fun to me. Mm-mm. I don't know if you'll, everybody gets that, but I do have a couple of friends that, that went on like vacations on a boat and they came back and for a month, their equilibrium was all shot. Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor. This should be an, another great one because of Mark Wade and Brian Hitch. Um, looking forward to that. Batman White Knights Presents. You, you said you re- – did you read this one? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, you liked um, it. You were back I, on board. I, I was like – I was like probably time for me to jump off the uh, White Knight universe train. 
I've read enough. And uh, read it anyway. I was like, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. And um, yeah, it's it's a fun universe. I like what they're doing. Oh, I really like this Riddler, too. This Riddler year yeah, this, one. This, this is the collected edition of the comic. Yeah. Written by Paul Dano, the actor. I usually hate when actors write. I'm like taking our jobs. They need to <laughs> stay in their lane, you know. And uh, but he he did, he's done a good job so far. The interesting thing about this one, at least personally, interest is uh, a coworker of mine, uh, a female coworker of mine, said she knew I was into comics because of the way my cube looks, and and she said. Do you know anything about this Paul Dano Riddler year one? And I said, yeah, I'm I'm getting it. And she goes, my daughter wants it because she's obsessed with Paul Dano. And I, I said, oh, that's that's kind of weird. That is because, weird. Yeah, because I was like, how's your daughter? And she was she's really young. And um, if you look at the movie, he is re- he's really a dark character. He's like, not been a happy-go-lucky actor in anything. No, no, he's psychotic, yeah. and he's he's gonna kill everybody in Gotham. And uh, I, I, she she said, "Please buy this entire series for me." So yeah, so I've been buying this for her, and she's been paying me for every issue. So Jesus. it's kind of interesting. She's going to um, gonna be a serial killer. She's gonna raise a serial killer. Yeah, because he he does play a good Riddler, but a very different Riddler. Yes. Yes, it, it it reminded me a lot of the Scarecrow in Titan season three, because okay, uh, it's very twisted. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I gotta get I gotta get some time for that one. That's one of those where Brandy does. Well, they're already wife, on season four, but you know how I'm a mood person. Like I yeah. I'm not gonna jump right into season four. I'm gonna take a break for a while. I can't do it. I can't. I can't just stay focused on one thing like for a long time. Like I, I'll finish the season and then move on to another thing. What was that heist show that you were watching constantly when you? Oh, were... Money Heist. Money that, Heist. That, yeah. That was an exception to the rule. That one I became obsessed with. Well, there's a couple of shows I'm obsessed with. That Yellowstone and any, any side show that comes off of. Uh, any Tyler, whatever that guy's Sheridan, Tyler Sheridan show, if it's oh, okay. uh, 803 or what? 80, yeah, 1883 and 1983 and <laughs> all the all the all the different shows, uh, even the the Sylvester Stallone one, Tulsa King, he did that one and I loved it. Okay, I'm just I'm obsessed with that guy. Like he writes he writes like a comic book. Like not not like a current comic book, but but like a comic book in the eighties when it was very like soap opera and there's like four or five threads yeah. in each issue. He he does that and it it's very addictive. So you like, oh god, I gotta see how that ends. Or <laughs> so you I just like I, binge it. I think I watched three or four seasons of Yellowstone and then I think I canceled. Was it Peacock that it's on? Uh, Peacock has Yellowstone, but it's one of those weird ones. Oh, God, I can't. Peacock has the the seasons, but it doesn't have it as it's coming out. You have to watch it on Paramount. 
So as, as soon as Paramount finishes, then it goes over to Peacock. Yeah. But it, all it, the other all the other spin-offs, they're on Paramount. Gotcha. I cut that one too. Yeah, I I haven't cut anything. We have been we have been like um primarily watching Britbox and Acorn, these two streamers that are all BBC, British, ACN, AVN, all not AVN. <laughs> these uh Canadian uh <laughs> Is that adult porn? Yeah. 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 <laughs> We just all we do is watch AVN all day. <laughs> now I now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> just so sit there and watch porn all day. <laughs> but we've been going down this freaking Brit British murder rabbit hole, and it, it's been constant. It's been constant. We don't watch anything else, hardly ever. And I'm like, why am I paying for these stream servers? It's been three months, and we haven't taken it off these two streamers. So let's just cut those for a while until we miss them. And That's then, the way you should you should do it, I think. In other words, you should cancel things as you're caught up and then move on to something else. Yeah, and then pop and, back Instead over. of having it all at once when you can't watch it all anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like when when something's crazy cool, people it bubbles up, people talk about it, and we can hop yeah. back over and get that And you know, they have specials all the time, especially on Prime, you can get you can add another stream for like 99 cents for two months or something. Yep. But I don't know. I do kind of miss Netflix. I had so many people using my Netflix with passwords um, <laughs> that like when they did the new thing, it was going to yeah. cost me six ninety nine per person. Yeah. That was mooching off of me. And I was, it was like, going to be like 50 bucks. Start over if if possible. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to cancel it. So, nope. I'm just going to tell everybody I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the soup line is over. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're going to have to get your get your own. And uh, then if I want it again, I can get it for like six bucks. Yeah. You know what's really good is Pluto TV if you can take commercials. Yeah. That's, that's free. <clears throat> And then so there's is a, Tubi. Tubi's really so good. So is Plex. Plex just started showing chips, and I love that show. Like, yeah. Auntie John on motorcycles. So I'm, like, watching that anytime I'm – because I've seen every episode. I watch that, like, when, when I'm doing stuff and just want something on the background. <laughs> I haven't watched <laughs> chips. I don't think I watched chips in the 80s. Oh, I, I love – that was I my that was my ever show. remember watching I'm a, still cool. enjoying it. Like I get wrapped in it. I, I was a Knight Rider it's... guy. I really like Knight Rider. <laughs> For me, what? But I'm older than you, so uh, I think we're wrong. Knight Rider was at least was it like four years after that? Five years? Wasn't Knight Rider in the 80s? Yeah. I I think Chips was in the 70s. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in, I mean. I, like you said, you you had four channels. I had PBS and then two of the networks because we didn't get the third one. And it was it, whatever was on the third one, we would only get it when it was like raining or something, and like the sky oh, really? was overcast, and like yeah. the antenna would would bounce and get the, <laughs> get the signal. And that was a good day when that happened. But most of the time, we only got the two 
two of the channels plus PBS. So we I missed out on like a third of what television had to offer a lot. Yeah, it was ABC, NBC, PBS, and CBS. And that was it. And then later on, we got we were lucky enough to have like um, UHF, which eventually brought Fox in. And then Fox became like a premier original content provider. But before that, Fox was more of a syndicated. Oh, yeah. I was so jealous of my stuff. friends that had uh, MTV and cable. I was like, oh, God, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Once we got cable, it was it was pretty amazing. Because I didn't have MTV right away, so I would one one of the stations would show videos like after midnight. So I would <laughs> I would sometimes stay after midnight to watch music videos. Oh yeah, um, 120 minutes was like one of the things that I really liked. It was on MTV that it was like all independent shows. I'd stay yeah. up and watch that one. It was late. God, can you believe it? Now you can't even find a music video anymore. Yeah, I don't think. You have to go to YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now we're at a bunch of trades here, collections. Uh, nothing really stands out to me, but you might see some things that catch your eye. It's all new stuff. So I got the singles. They're, they're, I don't double dip anymore, so I don't jump into that. Some fun if you're into manga. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Batman number one facsimile again? Or getting uh, Detective 58, which is. What's what's Detective 58? Detective 58. The Boy Wonder. I don't think it's the. That's not the first Robin. So what's what happened in Detective 58? Do we know? The Penguin's first appearance. Was that the first? Yeah. Historic it says first Master appearance. Mastermind known as yeah. Penguin and his historic first appearance. I did not know that. I did not know it was in Detective and not Batman. That's cool. Flash one. I don't. Five. I don't know if um, Batman. Well, it says featuring all original stories. Because uh, if Superman was originally reprints, a lot of it. Like, you'd have a new story, but it was reprinting stories that had already been published in action. I guess Batman was a little different. Yeah, I remember that. Flash 105. This one I'm going to buy, but I would buy the original. (laughs) I'm so close to completing the run. Like, I'll never have Showcase number four. I know that's that's without my grasp. It's not in my grasp. But I can I can get Flash 105. You never know. You might you might uh No, I can't even get a 1.0. It's just a, an incre- it's the first silver age book. Yeah. In comics. Like yeah, it's that's a big what deal. Kicked off. It's a big deal. Yeah. I love that that George Perez Wonder Woman. I have um I, I got I got to meet him and at the Indiana Comic-Con and uh, hang out with him for a little bit. He had the, he had a great line, but great big line. But he was very very gracious with me. Signed. He's signed, a nice guy. He really signed is. my Wonder Woman. And uh, what a wonderful ambassador to comics, and will be missed. Mhm. 
Well, that's an interesting cover to Superman Batman World's Finest 19. It looks like a Nicolas Cage Superman. <laughs> it, under, it definitely does. Oh, it is. It says Nicolas Cage Super Variant. That's interesting. They don't have the main cover as the as the that's, image. That's it's the Nicolas Cage one. Who's doing you know, you, you you know the history of the Nicolas Cage thing, right? Yeah, he he um, well, he's he was he's a big co- comic guy, and he was gonna be Superman. It was it was while. it was almost like a done deal before they canceled that movie. Yeah. It was like it was like he was cast as him. It was gonna have a Thanagarian spider he was fighting, and it was gonna have Brainiac as the villain. And uh, there's a a great documentary on it. Um, Kevin Smith actually came in to write some of it, but uh, that's cool that they yeah. put that on there. <laughs> Batman Incorporated is very interesting. It's sort of a murder mystery. I'm not caught up on it, but somebody read the kidding. first couple and I didn't like it that much. So I thought I thought I'd give it a, a while. I, to I, I like it because it's somebody was murdering all the people that trained Ghostmaker yeah. and Bruce Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So you you get to learn a little bit about some of them were known some of them are new it, it's pretty interesting kind of slow though i thought danger street number nine i i still gotta crack this open but with tom king stuff i sure like to to sit on them until they're <laughs> all there i can't tell you that you're wrong there um a lot of times that's the way to do it 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 really is. You you see a lot of cool threads that you wouldn't see on yeah. a month to month basis. Peacemaker tries hard. That's been fun. I've liked that a lot. Uh Kyle Starks was made for that book. Yeah, he's so different um since the t- since uh James Gunn got a hold of him. But uh I enjoy it. That wasn't the Peacemaker in the comics prior to gun putting him in the suicide squad movie not my peacemaker it's not but uh it's a very interesting take on it not to say that it like it doesn't bother me that they changed him like i like to see different things in film (laughs) as long as it's done good yeah and they had fun with it it was fun those were good movies yeah, they are. And and then the TV show was pretty good, too. I liked it. Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Looks like they have uh, the Royal Flush Gang in there and uh, huh. Batman Beyond. That's cool. Tales from the Titans has uh, Donna Troy on the cover. book I started but never got a chance to finish was this Batman Go- Gotham by Gaslight. I've heard good things. I need to circle back around to that. Oh, that's the Jack the Ripper. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been fortunate that they haven't... Uh, they're not printing a lot. Last month was horrible. Three omnibuses from the Golden Age. Yeah. But uh, this month... 
I don't see a lot of older material, which is kind of good for me. Oh, I love this. Don't have love, to buy anything. I love the New Frontier. That was a good book. Got a nice yeah, I have the there. absolute of that. Ex Machina is collected as a complete series. That's awesome. That was a great book too. I love that. I forgot that was a DC book. Wildstorm. Oh yeah. It's yep. DC Wildstorm. Not connected to Wildstorm, but it's kind of like its own thing. You a Jack Kirby person? Do you like Commandy and stuff that he did? Oh, I love Commandy. It's not it's it's my second favorite thing next to OMAC. I really enjoyed um the Co- Commandy Challenge book. Yeah. Uh, that was fun, but I've never read any of his original stuff. Oh, that's great. If you like Planet of the Apes kind of stuff, you'll you'll really like Commandy. Yeah. We should do another challenge book. That was fun. Yeah, well, there was one before that one uh, in the 80s. So I, I would recommend that one to you. Who? What was this? What was the character? Uh, it was just a bunch of uh, DC characters. It was oh, just cool. called Challenge and uh, with a question mark, I believe. And uh, it was told in the same way Commandy was. So you know how Commandy switched writers? It, the the thing that makes Challenge kind of the the challenge is for one writer to write, and then the other writer have to take off from where they left off without knowing where they. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't collaborate. They kind of get the material after it's written and then they say, okay, now you take over and you write something. And that's what the commandy challenge was. And the one that was called challenge as well. So I I don't know if back when I was in junior high, we would sometimes do like fiction writing in English class where somebody would start a story and then you write the next part of the story and you can change it like dramatically. You can even change genres if you did it right. And then you would leave it to the next person, and then the next person would have to take it from there. That That's what Challenge is about. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, look at this. The Detective Chimp Casebook, a volume of never-before-reprinted Silver Age classics, collecting stories such as Monkey Shines at the Museum, Monkey Business on the Briny Deep, The Case of the Fishy Alibi, from Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog, yeah, that's the one that that that's the only character in Shadow Pack that I don't own the first appearance of is Detective Chimp. That that book is so hard to find. And when you do find it, it's ridiculously priced. Everything he's in, I enjoy. When I see Detective yeah. Chimp come on the scene, he's he's always well written, he's always fun, and um I'm glad they're doing this. I, I wish they'd give him a miniseries or something. Well, he was in Justice League Dark. Yeah, so, I know. I know. Um, but that's a big, that was a big crowd. That was, but I I, I think we'll see him in um, this Night Terrors. I, I, I do. Yeah. In some form. 
just because of the way the theme of the book is. So I'm, I'm sure we'll see him. I don't read a lot of the solicits other than when me and you do this because I buy all the DCs. So. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, does he even want to look at DC solicits since he buys everything? But all right. Blue Beetle comes well, well, out August 18th. We don't really 18th, read the, every solicit. We just kind of look at the creative teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you see that Blue uh, Blue Beetle comes out August 18th? So it the series will be out the next month. Yeah, That's they cool. just wrapped up the other one too. Graduation day. I like the preview, um, but I I've enjoyed Shazam. And I've, I like Shazam. I I really yeah. liked Flash because yeah. well I expected to like it. I I I knew it had Michael Keaton and I was already like a hundred percent biased because I just love Batman '89. Oh yeah, for sure. And he's in it quite a bit. Like it's not like. Not like a mid-credit scene. Yeah, it's not like he just comes in. He he's a major player, and it follows. I don't know if you read Flashpoint, but yeah, it's almost like it follows Flashpoint pretty good. Like in, in terms of themes, it just flips flips the plot a little bit because it's uh, Flashpoint is too grandiose to try to do in film. It's got too many characters. And then you got the Atlantis versus the Amazons and all kinds of other craziness that's in there. But it takes like two or three themes and kind of runs with it and then ties it into the DC film property. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think we'll and, – and because it didn't – it underperformed, we'll probably never see another one, will we? I don't think so. I they, DC screwed themselves. They really did. They should have let these movies play out before they they said they were going to restart everything, and they should have just left it. Like, we're going to let these play out, and then we'll announce Gunn and what his plan is. They they didn't need to announce it three or four years before we see the first film. Well, but you had the Snyder Bros all up in arms because, you know, if he's not getting greenlit for new stuff... That's okay. They could have left them not said knowing. that there's not going to be anything? Yeah, because well, there's two things fighting against everything. I think people are burned out. Like Guardians, I think, had success, and Spider-Man had success, but other properties haven't. And those two had success because the, pre- pri- the previous ones did. And it's like everybody wants to see the characters again. So... Flash was sort of new, but taking off from Justice League, which w- wasn't a big uh, yeah blockbuster. I loved it. Yeah, I I I, I thought I I'm a fan of the Snyderverse. I I, I like I like the Snyderverse being darker, um, and not as Disney-fied. And I I I liked when 20th Century Fox was separate from disney <laughs> because it, it just seemed like they were there they could do their own thing without becoming disneyfied <laughs> and i liked that i liked that the x-men and the fantastic four were sort of their own things and i i do like that spider-man is still held by sony i i really do yeah i, I think it. it's don't, don't give it up i i would not give it up that 
they're doing justice by it, and they should just stay, keep it. Don't ever sell it to Disney. Rent it to to Marvel every once in a while if they need to do something. But exactly, just make a contract. Just, don't ever get rid of it. You can use them with, on these terms. <laughs> All um, right. Well, that got us through the. Previous. Yeah. Let's slide over to CBSI and check out their hot ten. Um, we're gonna start off with uh, number one, She-Hulk. Number three from 2004. This is a $50 book now. Um, I don't know why. It's because the Spider Boy, uh, the the guy who is Spider Boy, is named in here, even though it's not even the same character. <laughs> I hate when they do dumb stuff like that. But it's written by the same person, so that's what they're speculating. Yeah. Is that this was Spider Boy before he became Spider Boy? It was in Slot's head back then. So yeah, that's uh, why that book's hot. <clears throat> Void Rivals, uh, the first issue, one in one hundred. Warren Johnson uh, is up to two hundred fifty dollars. Um, and hell, Kirkman, Kirkman figured it out again. He is just—he knows how to—he knows how to play comics, man. I knew how, I knew this was gonna happen because I watched that. I don't know if you heard that sh- YouTube guy, t- Comic Tom, one oh one. Do you ever heard of him? Uh huh. He's he's a podcaster and he does a speculation show, and uh, he let something slip pretty early, and he's like. Transformers versus G.I. Joe is going to be hot. And I was like, well, why is it going to be hot? And then he like sort of tied it to, well, I think Kirkman's taking over, uh, which we, we kind of were rumored that yeah. he was going to take over the Hasbro properties. And sure enough, I what once I knew there was like spec behind Void Rivals, I was like, oh, they're going to show transformers or something like that it's like i i knew way ahead of time and i told bill i hope you bought it because it's probably gonna go up because you know this is the re-imaging of the transformers yeah it was a good uh it was a good surprise for me although i kind of no i actually got it spoiled i actually got that spoiled but i still enjoyed it i enjoyed the book a lot um amazing spider-man 41 comes in at three uh first rhino just bought this one like i don't know eight months ago yeah these are these, all all the rogues for spider-man were fun first appearances to pick up you know five four or five years ago <laughs> now they're crazy prices but this is cgc 65 at 1100 a 35 at 375 and a 25 at 300 Hot because Rhino's going to be in the Craven film. Yeah. Uh, the Peach Momoko 1 in 25 Silk first uh, issue, second print, is up to about 75 bucks. Uh, this is Emily Kim and Iguara on that book. Uh, Street Fighter 6. Uh, the Art Germ Virgin variant, limited to 400 copies, is selling for 120 bucks. Um, this is writer Bingus and artist Jeffrey Chumba Cruz. So mad I didn't get that when it 
I wanted to. I just didn't want to invest in all five books shipping the same month. Right. But I did pick up three of the issues and missed one. <laughs> Coyotes number one goes to a second print. This is Sean Lewis and Caitlin Yarsky. This is going for 40 bucks for the second print. I didn't like that series. So I weird. Didn't, I didn't think it was great. I don't get it. Well, sometimes I, I don't know how they're gonna adapt it. That's for sure. It was it's just so bizarre. Like it's even hard to describe the first issue. Yeah. Uh, rank seven we have Wonder Woman seven ninety nine. The Raza foil. Raza is um, for the most part most of his stuff really hits with me. Uh, I like I like his style a lot. This is limited to a thousand copies. It's going for fifty bucks. Um, Old Mike would just buy all of the Wonder Woman covers. Not the one in 1,000, though. Proud of you, Mike. you come a long way. Yeah. Uh, Something is Killing the Children. The first issue came back with CGC 9.8s going for 800 bucks. Um, There are about 2,000 of those 9.8s out there right now. At rank 9, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 15. This is uh, Stanley and Steve Ditko. CGC 2.5 went for 760 bucks and a 4.5 went for 1050. Uh, it's first Craven, and I, I like the looks, Craven. Yeah, I, I I really want this one. I like the Craven trailer. I thought that was pretty good. It looked really fun. I can't wait yeah. to see that. Uh, rounding I, out. Notice stop. the spelling error in that. The two Z's and the two S's. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's drunk on the website. Uh, the Sickness, number one. This uh, Kyle and I both love this cover. This is Jenna Chaw doing this. Did you this. buy it? No. Um, yeah, I didn't buy it. I'll probably read it, though. I think I got a preview copy. Um, if you ask me, uh, this is 20 to 25 bucks, and it just sells because it's cool. It's very cool. Um. One of my honorable mentions down here is the Luna Snow 1 in 25 variant by Young Jun Cho. 80 bucks raw. I don't remember this book. Yeah, this came out the same time as uh, Swordmaster. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She's the, our... uh, she's the pop star. Yeah. Um, Very attractive she's... cover. Yeah. The... I like these char- these uh, Asian characters that were in Agents of Atlas or whatever they were called. Yeah. Yeah, these these are great characters. And our throwback cover is Youthful Romances number 11, uh CGC 6.0 that sold for 1600 nine copies uh on the census at all. So um her boobs just don't look right. They look like they're it's not the boob, it's the... The dress? The dress, I think. It's not it's working. It's not cupping the breast well enough on no. the, the right side. No, they're just kind of shooting off to the side there. All right, we're going to go... to a heck of a romance uh, comic panel at the Heroes Con. It was really good. Oh, yeah? Who was on? Yeah, it was uh, a woman that's done like a Tomorrow's type book for romance comics. Oh, cool. So she was like an historian. And the other woman worked in the 70s in the bullpen. And she was like the 
uh, Dear Abby column writer for the letters um, back then. So it was a really interesting panel. I am behind Where? on that one romance book that Tom King's doing. Oh, uh, loving love everlasting. Yeah, I've read about five of them, four or five of them. I still... I'm two, only two issues behind. I did finish the other love, whatever it was called. Yeah, it was. I I thought that was amazing, especially the back matter. Holy crap! Yeah, a little twisted, a little twisted. Yes, it was twisted, but they fed off of each other. Yeah. The cannibal and the the bondage woman. <laughs> well, he kind of turned her into what she was. But yeah, reading the yeah the back matter kind of illuminated what oh the, my god what the author it was, was thinking. So, yeah. yeah, it was so. Uh, I'll I'll read anything that she does going forward. And the. Well, collaboration she had with the writer the translator was just phenomenal i i just thought um he did such a fantastic job with the dialogue he was great well we're going to slide over to foc and it's going to be a little thin uh dc's taking a holiday uh i think marvel might be taking a holiday as well so uh, let's see what we've got hey man calexit is back did we finish the last Cal Exit Black Mask? I don't know if we did. Let me check. Let's go ahead and just relaunch this one, though. Battle of Universal City. The first Cal Exit was really good, and then I didn't see one for a while. Maybe it, maybe they finished it up. I don't think it did. <laughs> you know what? Let's hell with it. We'll just start it again. Well, I don't Nobody will know. Four. I don't have four and five. I have one, two, and three. But God, they're notorious for yeah canceling the shipment or saying we only had five hundred copies and you don't get one or yeah yeah. It's, I don't understand their. I don't understand how a company makes business off of a uh, speculator market, selling less for the speculator to get money like it just doesn't what does that how does that help you how how does that help you as a publisher yeah it makes no sense unless you're holding some in back stock yeah that's the only way you could yeah you'd rather sell it on on ebay than and and, uh, yeah in other words you're you have 500 copies you hold back 250 and then just give 250 out and then you put all the other ones on ebay like it's just it's just insane. It is. Comics Book Kill by Scout Comics is a noir for fans of Kirby, Brubaker, and Phillips. That's me. That looks pretty damn good. I don't know what Devil's Cut is. I don't know, but the covers are very odd. Very strange. Wraparound covers. 
Mirka and Dolphin. I don't think I bought this. There's a ton of people on it. Brian oh, is Anzarella. this is this the um dispensary or distillery. distillery distillery yeah a new publisher redefining creator comments yeah this is distillery i did order this this is an odd thing it's the comiXology creators yeah forming their company and they're going to make try to make digital copies collectible in other words they're only allowing so many downloads of the digital copy and they come out before the print copy and then the print copy will never have uh you know like it it is what they whatever they're publishing yeah. and that's it how do, uh, what are you going to do with the pirate copies <laughs> i don't know i mean what's is the pirate copy going to look different from your digital copy you know good luck good luck to you distillery i think they're doing something weird with it involving nfts and i don't know what they're doing some kind of encryption yeah hunt kill repeat number five that's that's a really good series if you like greek gods it's pretty neat Mother Russia used to be a uh, Alterna book, and now yeah. it's a CEX Comics Experience. I just got my first Omega Gang. Does CEX do? Omega Gang is Scout. Scout, okay. A lot of Rick and Morty. Seven Years Into the Darkness, I am buying this one. That's a CEX. I don't know if you read She Bites, but that's amazing. Is it good? Oh, it, God, it's No, I haven't good. read that one. That's about a uh, a vampire that becomes a babysitter, or hires a babysitter because she's a kid. Yeah. So it's real. oh, God, I love the art and the story on that book. It's really good. This is a release of all three issues. Tales of Acania, I bought, but I haven't read it yet. Third Wave 99, that's an amazing comic. I didn't think this this thing would be interesting, but it is. It's like a surf comic book uh, with um, kind of FBI's and people in witness protection and it's really ah, crazy very cool is that all you so had not, it from lunar that's all i have from lunar um let's slide over and see what image image has uh, image is still still on the front page top top of the page at, at preview so we'll see how long that lasts but for right now um they're going to give us Dead Lucky seventh issue and the twenty fifth Firepower by Kirkman. I'm trying to find this. Where do I find it off of Previews World? Oh, go under Catalog. Okay. And, and slide down to the bottom where it says Final Orders. Okay, got it. <clears throat> A 
Lowe's getting a compendium. Oh man, I loved Lowe so much. Such a good book. I remember is pretty pretty good. I like him. I like most of his stuff for sure. I love Deadly yeah, Class. Yeah, I, I, I discovered Remender from podcasting way back in the day. I don't even remember the podcast. I, I think it was around comics. They interviewed him for uh, okay. Sea of Red and uh, Strange Girl. And I became obsessed with Strange Girl. That's the one that clicked with me. And then I bought everything after that he ever done, did. Around Comics was a great podcast. Yeah, that's. I used to listen to that pretty uh, regularly. Uh, Scotty Young was on it. And then Chris went to 11 O'Clock Comics. Right. When Around Comics wrapped up. And I think Around Comics came back, but I never came back. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they pod faded forever, like um, uh, Collected Comics Library and some of those other ones. Well, Collected Comics Library came. I actually met uh, Chris and. Um, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that picture. Yeah, Heroes Con, right? Yeah. He he's he interesting because he he has that radio voice, and his voice is really like that. <laughs> So I, I I always thought his voice was like he was trying to make it like a radio oh, voice. Oh yeah, okay. But he really talks like that. Like he sounds like a radio DJ just talking to him. <laughs> that is weird when they do have that. Voice. Yeah, yeah. There's the nail biter compendium as well. That's a great. That's a great series. Oh, Newburn's back with issue nine. Feels like that's been a long time coming. Old Dog. First couple issues of Old Dog were great, and I just got them stacked up. Per Evil is a Mirka Andolfo, Laura Bragger book. Um, I have trouble with with Mirka Andolfo written books because I don't think English is her first language, and sometimes the this doesn't translate. A little clunky, uh-huh. I think. But um, what was that pig pig book that she did? It was pretty good. Unnatural. Yeah, I like that one. That's where the pigs couldn't have sex with the other or be associated with another. Yeah, you couldn't mix uh, species. Yeah, couldn't mix species. Then she fell in love with a wolf. Still haven't read that first World Tree. Spawn a, is still really good. I'm turning into you. I gotta be in the right mood for Kent. <laughs> it's a good good thing because you tend to like things more. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to read things. I'm a mood TV watcher though too. So. Yeah. We got Creed. I didn't realize that was the comic. I missed that first issue. I yeah, guess. it's not really Creed. It's Creed as an older guy, and his daughter's the boxer now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neighbors, I haven't read yet. You've read it, right? I read the first issue. I thought yeah. it was all right. Yeah. 
007 I did read. That's Philip Kennedy Johnson. I love his stuff. I'm like, Bill, I read a lot of number ones. Gargoyles continues to be good. I find their Disney stuff very interesting. Um, it, it seems like they freak you out a little bit. Villains though. That there's it went image boom dynamite and we're down in the back half. Just like that. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Well, we 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 wanted this <laughs> as fans, and that's what we got. Did we want this? We bit. We bitched as fans about yeah. there be only one distributor and their right. shitty backing and yeah. ev- right. everything we bitched and then we goes away and then we bitch because we missed it mi- missed stuff. <laughs> so true. it's like we Can't asked for it and we Can't we got it yeah. <laughs> now we don't have sales numbers anymore. Now you know it's like ah, that sucks. That's I really miss those. I can't believe how much I like to look to look at those. Yeah, I love to look at them. Look at the top 100 or top 200 or 300. It's 500 there at the end. Yeah, it got really down there in the weeds. Robotech, Rick Hunter. Children of the Comet. Scarlet Couture. Munich File. Oh, this is the Titan one. This is the hard case crime. Is that a cosplay cover? Yeah, the third one. Or the fourth one. How do you have cosplay for a book that just came out? Well, they have it on... Because they hire these beautiful cosplayers to, because yeah. they sell these things. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I bought a whole cosplay set from the last one. It's very sexy. Okay, Mike. <laughs> In our limited FOC, what's your pick, man? Uh, I think I'll go with the uh, Scarlet Couture. Oh, all right. Uh, Dan Panozzi and Cover A. Cover A. All right, I like it. I am going to go with... I think I'm going to go with Distillery. Um, See if they they catch this lightning in a bottle with all these first appearances of new offerings. uh, The tide's against you as an anthology. I know. I know. If we were in Japan, you'd have a better chance. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right, let's go over to cover price and check out uh, the top 20. Uh, As our guest, would you like to take the top 10? Yes, I just need to find it first. Have it on my cell phone. Is that comics heating up? Or it's the list that got emailed to you? Yeah, I was going to my email. Cover price, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, this the the top ten. We have Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, 
we 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 know exactly why yeah. this is hot. It's from the movie. Um, high sale of two hundred dollars for a CGC nine point eight. This was dollar bin like prior to right prior to the first movie, and then the first movie sort of sparked people's interest because we knew we were getting <laughs> Spider Man twenty ninety nine. She Hulk number three. We already talked about. It's because of Bailey Briggs, who is Spider Boy. And that one, 27 copies sold with a high sale of $50 and a raw copy for $11. Uh, Hulk Annual number one. This one's interesting because it's the first appearance of the eldest. Yeah. And it's an annual. And uh, it's also the start to the new Philip Kennedy Johnson. So they like <laughs> launched the Philip Kennedy Johnson in an annual. That's very cool. I have to do something with Harley because she's going nuts. And I don't know where Barb went. Oh, you want to go? I'll take over. You can come back. Uh, yeah, why don't you take over while I give her something? All righty. At four, we've got Spider-Man number seven, still selling Spider-Boy. Can you believe that? We got another sold another 41 copies of this, with a high sale of 123 dollars for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around 34 bucks. Now this is the Umberto Romo spoiler version. At rank five is. Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number eight. We all love the black suit. That later became Venom. Um, this week sold another 35 copies of this. The high sale of $680 for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around $156. For reference, I sold mine for half that. At rank six, we have The Sickness. We talked about that. Um, fun book, fun cover. Uh, people are tracking it down and uh 29 more copies of this sold with a high sale of 25 bucks for a raw near mitts around 22 bucks at rank seven we have war of the realms the new agents of atlas from 2019 um this is a asian superhero team that we've been seeing different characters pop up and are very popular um just on the last list uh, 35 more copies of this sold. High sale of $100 for a CTC 9.8. Raw's around 39 bucks. At rank 8, we have Coyotes, number one. Um, we talked about this a little earlier. Tracked 21 more copies of this uh, selling with a high sale of 124 for a CTC 9.8. Raw's around 16 bucks. At nine, we have the Transformers number 11 from 1985. This is the first Jetfire um, because of Void Rivals. Uh, 24 additional copies of this sold for the high sale of 165 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Rawls Can I ask you a question on that, Void Rivals? Was it a cameo or was it the Transformers in it for more than two pages about two pages okay um maybe maybe three didn't do much i ranked 10 we have amazing spider-man 209 from 1980 
This is the first Craven uh, selling for uh, 9.8, around 287, and fair market value, very fines around 44 bucks. This isn't the first Craven. The first Craven Silver Age. This is oh, okay. the excitement for Calypso. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oops. Yeah. So you can take the bottom 10. Since you're back. Okay. 11, Ultimate Fallout number four. This has, been, I think, been in the hot 10 or hot 20. Forever, yeah. For a, five years now. I don't know. It's been a mm-hmm. while. And uh, this one's come up and down. Um, the Raw is 488, and uh, CGC 9.8 is 1,982. Uh, who would have thunk it? I... Uh, wonder if uh, Bendis makes any money off of that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes Secret Wars number one. This was a great series that sold gazillions uh, by Jim Shooter that was a toy prop. was basically Mattel saying we want to launch a toy toy. And he came up with an idea with the Beyonder and then they launched the toys. The toys weren't as successful it, it, it's interesting because um, superpowers and Marvel uh, superhero yeah. Secret wars launched at the same time. Uh, Marvel had way more success in the comic books, whereas in the toys, superpowers had way more success because they had multiple articulation and they look so much better than the Marvel. Which I had, didn't have joints in the I, knees or the elbows. I had superpowers. I did not have Secret Wars toys. Yeah, well, secret toys—they didn't bend at the knees. They were—they were like not—they were like almost like inaction figures <laughs> yeah. instead of action figures. And they came with these weird hologram shields. So I actually bought a handful of them, and there are a lot of foreign ones that are worth a lot of money uh, because they weren't released in the United States. But uh, I have almost the, all of the superpowers, with the exception of. Like the last wave, which is really hard to track down. We had like Mr. Miracle and um, Golden Gladiator, but oh, like I have okay. like Samurai from the cartoon of Super Friends <laughs> and and a bunch of other characters. It, it was a great line of toys. Yeah. And they usually featured like Orion. You can like switch his head from angry to happy, and Flash. If you push the arms together, the legs would move. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Green Lantern, if you push the legs together, he would raise his ring up. So they all had, like, uh, Plastic Man. If you squeezed his legs, his neck would pop up. (laughs) Really cool figures. Uh, Spider-Punk number two. This is the Takashi Azaki cover. Um, I think it's standard, right, if it doesn't say variant? Right. This one I do have. I, I actually bought Spider-Punk because of the visuals. Um, I, I just thought he looked so cool. It was fun. Uh, it was a fun yeah. book. I haven't read the last two, but I have read one through three. Uh, we tracked 32 copies sold, the seven-day trend of 153%, a high sale of $56, $56 and a CGC uh, for a CGC, and the near market is – fair market value of five so it's really not a lot uh for a raw 
spawn number one. This one we beat to death every every week. <laughs> That's a great Not one, much though. to say. It, yeah, there's two million copies of this out there, and <laughs> it's still. I I sold. I don't sell copies a lot, but I sold mine for twenty five. Maybe like ten years ago. <laughs> so it was kind of similar to what it is now, though. Yeah, uh, thirty. Yeah, it's still still trucking along. ROM number one. Uh, this one has always been kind of high because it's ROM, but um, fair market value of forty five and a high sale of three twenty five for a CGC nine point eight. Uh, will Robert Kirkman do this one? Because Hasbro owns him. Don't Heck know, yeah. but I I know that Marvel is gonna do the omnibus. Um, Hasbro has a lot of this stuff, so they could do a lot. Spider-Man number seven, the Herberto Ramos second print version, one in twenty-five. This this is crazy. It's the second print, and you have a variant on it. Uh, two hundred thirty-five dollars for a CGC nine eight, and a fair market value of forty-three. That's that's huge. Yeah. Because this one probably would have cost 25 Yeah, or less. Double. Yeah. This depends on the store. It does. Yeah, the bigger uh, stores don't small, charge you as much. Bigger store, you'll get it cheaper. A small store, you'll get it depending on if they think how many subs they have for the original. It's weird the way they mathematically figure that out. Uh, Void Rivals, the Daniel Warren Johnson. Spo- He's going to be doing Transformers, so he did the cover, the one in yeah. one hundred. Uh, right. He's actually going to be doing Transformers number one, so this is hotter than hell, and this is doing double uh, ratio at two hundred and one for fair market value. Um, now um, I don't think they had time to CGC it. I, th- this Daniel Warren Johnson is spreading himself thin, and uh, you know my theory on that is he was at Heroes. Um, once they get once they get too many books, they can't their stuff their start their quality starts to slip. I don't think he's gonna slip in Transformers. Not yeah. not working for Robert Kirkman and Skybound. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna want to make bank on it probably. He'll throw it. He'll he'll probably it loves over Transformers PC. too. Like I, I know a lot of artists that have drawn Transformers. They draw it because they love it. Like they were fans of the cartoon and the right. toy for sure. So they're excited to draw these things. Ultimate Fallout number four, the Sarah Pacelli second print. That one I could own. Yeah, the Bronze and Modern Gods guys picked this one about. Six months ago, so it's interesting that it's hot here now. Yeah. Um, but that guy's obsessed with Miles Morales. He's always picking Miles stuff. Uh, Edge of Spider-Verse number five. This is Peeny Parker um, in the Spidey, Spider-Verse. She's the cyber uh, character, I think. This one's doing pretty good at a CGC 998 at 199.95. I don't think they have a raw version of it, but uh I have all of these. I've been buying all of the Spider-Verse stuff. 
And I have mixed feelings about it. Like sometimes I'm really into it, and sometimes I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I didn't like Batman the last or one. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I was done. I was like, eh, I'm not even gonna finish this one. Amazing Spider-Man number ten. This is uh, Spider-Punk's first appearance. So that's a fair market value of eighty-two bucks. That's that's huge. That's CGC, huge. Yeah. Nine point eight. That's uh, got, sold for two ninety-five. That's pretty high. Yeah. And that wraps us up. Good stuff. All right, it's time for uh, the sneak peek at next week. We're we're gonna start with uh, Lunar. See what's coming out on. Let's see the f- the fourth and the fifth, right? Is that right? Are places gonna be open on the fourth? Uh, the f- well, no, they're probably open on the fifth. They're they're they all the books that were shipped by Lunar were shipped last week. Oh yeah, they've they've got yeah they've had their books they, for a they, while yeah they've had it. It just depends on if the stores are gonna stay open. I I know I think my store is gonna be closed, but who knows? Yeah, I mean not a, not all retailers take off July fourth. Um, I I think Calbungo, I'm pretty sure they don't take off that many days. Like an like they might take Thanksgiving they, they off have, and Christmas. Well, they have one day off a week every, every Monday, right? Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure they, I'm sure they have holidays off. They'd have not to. all of them. Not all of them. Well, I, I think the main two, two owners, Eric and James, they probably take off. James has a, a newborn child, right? Uh does he? Yeah, I think he does. Like this is his second. Yeah. Wow. That's why they didn't go to Heroes this year. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. All right. Let's look at DC's offerings and uh, what's in here. We've got. Oh, we're doing all the hardcovers for the One Bad Day stuff. Yeah. Those, those were all pretty good. Adventures of Superman's fantastic. Is it? Yeah, this is uh, Tom Taylor, and what he's he's doing such a fantastic job because he's merging a John Kent story with Injustice and Earth Two, which are two books that he worked on in the past. Will they? And it's um, turning into a fantastic. Will they de-age him? Story. No, <laughs> they won't de-age him, but. God damn. Um, this is really good. I, I, I'm upset again, it's not please? a. Uh, I'm upset it's not an ongoing because it feels like it should be. <laughs> Trying to to look at it here to see. Well, there's one of your uh, Stabity Bunnies uh, Emmett <laughs> story for yeah. Kyle. Yeah. That's Kyle's pick of the week. <laughs> in, Dabity Bunny Emmett story. Yeah. There's he, Night he Terror's just, Batman. Yeah, Night Terror's Batman. Now we're starting to get all. Ooh, yeah. Gilliam March. God, I love that cover. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Oh my God, that's good. I'm glad it's cover A because that's what I bought. Yeah, that looks great. I have high hopes for this event. 
I hope I'm love. I'm all in. I hope I love it. Stay all in. We've got Black Adam. We got First Blood. They have a psychedelic cover E by Howard Porter. It looks like one of those neon posters you'd see at Spencer's. Yeah. These all look so good. Joker looks the great. Joker. Poison Ivy looks great. Ravenger, that one will probably be underordered. That uh, Felipe Massafera cover looks fantastic. My one concern is, do you remember when Convergence had all that, that two-month event and, like, everything that was Convergent had, like, the same two or three pages, like, at every one? Yeah, the dome. Explaining yeah, the dome. Explaining the dome over and over and over again. I hope there's nothing like that. Oh, these are great. Look at those Poison Ivy. I like that Jamie McKelvey. I haven't seen a Jamie McKelvey DC cover for a while. Oh, that's awesome. Got My Greatest Adventure, the first appearance of the Doom Patrol facsimile edition. That would oh, be very a good cool. one to get. Very you can cool. choose from just regular cover or a foil cover. Peacemaker tries hard. We already talked about that. That should be fantastic. Pink Elephant looks good. It's by a creative team I really like on on the Sumerian, formerly known as Behemoth. Oh, yeah. I like Behemoth. Pop Scars is also one of those. Short comic book bin blue. That's interesting. They sell comic bins. I got to find something for golden age. I've been buying golden age and drawer boxes. Like they, you can't fit a golden age bag and board in there. You have to, you you have to either go magazine if you're going that route or I got to find some other solution. Do your black labels fit there in there? Right. Oh, no, they fit in the magazines. Yeah. So you have two choices in drawer boxes. You got the standard size, which is Silver Age and up. And then you got the magazine size, which fits any magazine, um, which would fit Golden Age. But you have a lot of sliding because Golden Age is not that wide as a magazine. They're just bigger than Silver Age. Still works number two. Maybe if you had a golden age box like it's a, a cheap short box a golden age cheap short box that would fit inside your drawer box and then would keep them keep them stable no because the drawer boxes are specific it wouldn't fit but no. i might find i'm gonna i'm gonna go look at just like a standard drawer box like a standard uh short box and see if they if it'll fit a golden age bag and board yeah. Because I have a lot. And then there's there's a period of time where twelve cents is bigger than later twelve cents. Like I'm finding that with like when the golden age is switching over to the silver age. Yeah. They almost want to go into a golden age bag. So I think that's it. Yep, that is DC. it. Let's slide on down and see what 
is going on at Image for at least one more week. Uh, hey Kids Comics on issue four. It's a great cover. I Hate This Place hits issue 10. Now, you were a big um, Jimmy Robinson fan, right? I love Jimmy Robinson. Junk How's, Rabbit. You, did you get a chance to read that first issue? Yeah, it's sort of like a, uh, a post-apocalyptic world separated by the rich and the poor. And the, the poor sort of live in the junk that the rich throw away. Uh, and uh, there is... In the first issue, you get introduced to Junk Rabbit, who sort you don't know like how he sides with anything, but he's he's appearing in the junkyard and is trashing. He like trashed a, a blogger slash podcaster, um, but you don't really know much about him. So I, I'm sure in the second issue they'll they'll flush it out. The first issue was more will you know world building, like here here's what set this world here's what caused it. And, uh, it's basically, we just got careless with throwing away trash. <laughs> and then Sounds the rich, mo- the rich moved into space or, or live in these huge towers where the trash is, you know, cleaned up and away from the, these towers. It's really good. It sounds really good. Uh, I- M. Maxwell Prince, my boy from Ice Cream Man, has a new series called Swan Songs. Um, so I'm really excited to see this. This is all about endings. All these stories are about endings. Ends of the world, end of the marriage, end of the sentence. You know, these should be pretty, pretty fun. Phantom Road. I like this one a lot. Um that one's coming out. Has issue five. Yeah, Have Phantom a new Road issue of Spawn. Yeah, Phantom Road. For you good. Spawn fans, Torrent number five wraps up. I, th- this series is fantastic. I love it. Weird work is Jordan Thomas and Shaky Kane. World Tree has a third print. It's hard to tell with all the coloring of it. It's the, all the covers look the same, but it, the color tints are what seems to change with the printings. Oh, okay. Boom Studios. Your your fence is back. Yeah, yep, it's popular. It went it's got a second issue. printing. Yeah, I went to a second printing already. Um, I, I think I missed a, a volume somewhere along the line because I don't really know what's going on. Once Upon a Time at the End of the World is back. That was a fun first arc, and then they... They're just jumping time now, aged, aged everybody up. So I don't know if it'll be as fun, but the first first volume was great. Marvel Comics. We're excited about Captain America 750. Yeah. 
Got a George Perez cover there too. Making an eight buck. Make it eight bucks. Captain Marvel's relaunching after her fiftieth issue as Captain yeah, Marvel think, Dark Tempest. I think this is one told in the past though. And Anne Nacenti's gonna do it. I really like Anne. Yeah. Nacenti. So do I. I'm with you there, brother. <laughs> She's great. Daredevil number 13. It's been good. Doctor Strange number five. Are you enjoying Fantastic Four? I am. Much as I am? Yes, I I heard the... I was listening to the comic page, and they don't seem to like it, but I like it a lot. I think it's great. That's Fantastic Four I've read, read for a long time. I think he's got a good grasp of the characters. Yeah. Edge of the Spider-Verse, probably going to have some more spiders. More spiders. Speculation. (laughs) Extreme Venom-Verse, we're probably going to get different versions of Venom, like this pink Venom with pink ponytails. Yuck. Why not? I guess. Why not exploit it if the money's there, I guess. I'd do the same thing. You want more? We'll give you more. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If the guess, if the guesser gets hot, you want more, more guesser? Oh, yeah. We'll give I'm you some I'm going to make different versions of guesser. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else will letter the damn thing. Let's just milk it. <laughs> Spider-Man number 10. I I finished the Spider-Verse Dan Slot stuff, which I really liked, but I haven't started the Electro series yeah. yet. Thor gets an annual with a great George Perez cover. That'll be my pick. I think these annuals are doing a lot of first... Like this one says, Enter Mythos. So I, I think this is doing like what the Hulk annual did. It's launching us into the new Thor series. That's cool. And people are going to underorder the annual because yep, everybody Pullbox does. is a separate. If you subscribe to Thor, you don't subscribe to the annual. So it's going to be underordered again, just like Hulk was. That'll be my pick, actually. You just can't you can't handle. jump the gun like that, Mike. I'm gonna jump the gun. You a matter can't of fact, throw your anytime pick. <laughs> I think I'm gonna not gamble anymore with my, my speculator picks. It'll <laughs> always be Marvel and DC because yeah. that ninety percent of what is of what is popular is Marvel or DC. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Yes, that's you can luck out in the indies, but It really takes a very good guessing. Looking at Dynamite then for no reason, because Mike just kind of threw his pick out. So, (laughs) well, I I do like Dynamite. I I know you guys don't like it, but 
The I Disney don't, I don't ones not are like it. It's nothing ever spectacular. Never uh, there's J. Lee covers for Maleficent. Oh my God, they're fantastic. Oh yeah, they're pretty. And sure. Maleficent is really, really good. I, I find it interesting that they just want to focus on villains and not any of the good characters, but um, it's like, a really good book. You and I read roughly the same amount of books a week, like 15 and 20, right? On a good week, I read 35, oh, 30 okay. to 35. On a bad week, I read like 20. Okay. But if I'm on vacation, it just depends. If I'm on vacation, sometimes I can only read five. It depends on where I'm at. Like at Hero, my Heroes Con week, I didn't read hardly anything. Me and Bill s- stood up till like midnight every night talking. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a lot of um, comic reading. I, I, I just like there's so many great comics. I just yeah. don't have. I just can't read them all. I can't read them all. So I gotta make weird decisions. Issues though, you really throws you in for a. Oh yeah. If I end up, you know, like go down a rabbit hole on something that I've that I missed and want to read that, that that really slows me down. Yep. It's King tough. Kong, you got a monkey on the cover. It should be doing well. Should be good. What's this Barnstormers from Dark Horse? This is Scott Snyder and Tula Lote. Yeah, she's amazing. I love That's Tula Lote. That's a good combo, but it's 1918 Barnstorming Pilots. I would have bought it, but I didn't because I have Comixology, and it's a Comixology original. So I was like, well, I have access to the entire series right now. Why double dip? Right. Well, because you're yeah. a print person. True, but I, I kind of am trying to save, trying to, and it's gotcha. a good it's a good way to save on indies. Yeah, if you got because I I don't have as much of a loyalty to indies as much as I do Marvel and DC. Yeah, I, I not to say I don't enjoy them as much, but because they don't have they're finite and they don't have that continuity thing usually, I just it's done in one and i don't if it's if i read it digitally it's i don't feel like i'm missing this overall arc whereas i do feel that way with xenoscope because it has a rich universe oh yes cinderella versus the queen of hearts i i just got caught up on a lot of alice in wonderland in xenoscope and i'm enthralled now see you jumped the gun with your pick because here you missed the opportunity to pick Heat Seeker Gun Honey number one to go along with your Scarlet Couture. Yeah, I could have double tipped, and I, yeah. I could have even gone with that cosplayer because I think she's amazing. I follow this cosplayer. She's uh she does a lot of Red Sonia, and uh, she's she's an amazing cosplayer. You mean she's hot? Yes. <laughs> but she's also very talented in terms of crafting Getting her costumes. Oh. No, she makes the costumes. Oh, so you think they send her the comic and say, cosplay this? No, I think she crafts it and then becomes part of the comic. I think in this case, they in, in Titan's case, because their properties are new, 
they hire cosplayers to anticipate what this thing is going to be. Uh. But like things like Red Sonia, they know what Red Sonia is going to be like, or she knows like Homera yeah. is going to be. She knows like what she did a fantastic Mystique. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter. I forget what her name is, but she <laughs> did an incredible dress for Mystique. It is the most sexy Mystique I've ever seen. <laughs> Very cool. Look at all those covers. Yeah. They're amazing. There's, There's another a, AWA I got. I wanted uh, to read. Ed Brisson and C.P. Smith on Sins of the Salton Sea. I've got that sitting there. Another horror comics. I love these anthologies from from Antarctic Press. They're so great. Oh, yeah. Now they know how to do anthologies. Yeah. All right. Well, what'd you say you were I taking? jumped the gun. I'm a Thor annual cover A. Thor annual. You're not doing the you're not doing the George Perez even. No. Although that probably will go higher. I don't know. I, I just think cover A is the way to go all the time. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I default to that normally, unless there's something that blows my socks off. Who's doing that cover? Adam Kubert. He's no slouch. We need like a Kubert family tree so I can know. Who is the who's who's the kid? Who's the Andy grandkid? And, who's the Andy cousin? And, Andy and Adam. Joe is the father. Andy and Am, Ad, Adam and Andy are the kids, and then Emma Kubert is the child to one of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one. I don't know which one. She's winning me over too. I like, like her stuff. Yeah. I I started with Inkblot, and now I'm reading Stoneheart and. I was questionable whether I was going to continue with Stoneheart, but man, issue two came and I just got sucked into this world. Yeah. And and Stoneheart she is very different from her father's very stylistic. Like you could tell it's her. Yeah. But, uh, but I really like it. I wonder it's if one she of had those to pay for the Kubert school. I wonder if she had to pay tuition to the Probably not. <laughs> all right um, my pick is swan songs from image and w maxwell prince because i have any of like, these books hit though ice cream man bubbles up all the time i i know it's hit on the dr seuss covers yeah but is it hit on the regular Cover wise, when when they do something creepy, it'll do it'll spike for a little bit. But it's comics for fun and profit, Mike. So I pick what I want. Yeah, I pick just on for this show. I'll just do profit. Because <laughs> you're fun all the time. Because I I like too much. <laughs> I can pick too many comics. Mike, where can our listeners find more of you? If two and a half hours wasn't enough. Geekbrunchpodcast.com and DCnoisepodcast.com. I do 
Geek Brunch podcast. I do Geek Brunch retro, Mike M's weekly reads, and DC Spotlight. Those are those are my uh, main podcasts. And I'm the sixth man on this show. Yeah, exactly. Whenever Kyle decides to go on vacation, and that's like 50% of the time now. Where <laughs> <laughs> he gets COVID for, again. Well, he's got to yeah. start saving a lot of money for those one in 100 ratios. So. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be picking yeah. those, those slam dunks. Because <laughs> we're going to be making sure his order forms have it. <laughs> that's the requirement we just we just <laughs> came up with a new rule yeah thank you mike we appreciate it and thank you the listener we will talk to you next week all right bye as you know our lcs is cowabunga comics lake country's wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics back issues gaming retro video games vinyl and figures give them a call 262 Five six nine 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 nine. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. Um, they are our LCS, and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.